Hi, I'm Michaela, a psychotherapist. Hi, I'm Savannah, not a psychotherapist. Welcome to our podcast, Be You, Find Happy. Real life conversations about life and the pursuit of happiness. to the BU Find Happy podcast. Guys, I am so excited to tell you that we have 109 ratings on iTunes now, and it's like four and a half, five stars. So thank you so much for taking time to like and comment and all that good stuff. We certainly appreciate your feedback. If you like this podcast, hit subscribe. This week, we have Alexandra Beauregard from the Productivity Zone. She's the productivity expert who's going to share all of her tips and tricks on how you can be a successful entrepreneur and make the best use of your time are and share a little bit about what you do and I, then I have like a bazillion kajillion questions for you. <laughs> so I am Alexandra Beauregard and I am the productivity and system strategist over at the productivity zone and um, I believe in kicking busy hustle and overwhelm to the curb and helping all the female entrepreneurs do the same thing um, through systems and workflows and processes and routines and getting organized and just really becoming the kind of the master of your time and the master of your day and really just taking back control of your business so that you can have um, both a business and a life that you love, which I believe is a is the true female entrepreneur lifestyle that we're all hoping to actually get to. Ooh, I totally agree. And I think you're spot on because literally the number, well, I will say it, they were neck and neck. The two <clears throat> requests that we've had most for like topics on this podcast have been body image or self-confidence and, mm-hmm. um, and productivity. And in the way that they phrase it is, how do I balance my busy lifestyle? How do I be a mom and work? How do I, yep. you know, it's kind of all of those questions about like, how do I do it all? How do I fit in everything that I want to do? So I'm yep. uh, super excited to have you on, um, Thank to, you. to share this because, um, uh, you know, even just in looking at your post or to your story um, prior to the podcast, like how beautiful your desk looks and how put together <laughs> and ready to go you are. And, you know, I even find myself, um, <clears throat> you know, like I'll tell people for the podcast, hey, I'll send you some show notes beforehand and then look down and go, oh, shit, it's the day of. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. And so um, and I know you were even kind of coaching me along the way, which I appreciated, like keeping me in check. I got back from vacation. I'm like, I don't know what day of the week it is. Like, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm super um, excited to, to, to hear like your ideas on how we can um, help me and women. <laughs> so um, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. I, I guess my first question is just how did you kind of get into this mm-hmm. as a career? Cause it's, super cool. And I would think that, you know, you have to have some kind of element of organization yourself or, or like, you know, that, that kind of, you know, put together and things being well planned out in general to, to get into something like this. Definitely. And I mean, I'll be totally honest. I've been a time managing color coding organization nerd since grade school. Um, (laughs) I was literally, I was the girl that used a homework planner and I color coded all of my school supplies by subject. 
and I took the neatest and most detailed notes in class and spent every single free period in the library. I was basically the Hermione Granger of my class. Wow. Like, no joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was her before she was even a thing. Um, And then I actually launched my first business, which was a wedding vlog back in 2010. And um, that was where I actually became aware of the busy and hustle mentality that so many female entrepreneurs um, kind of get stuck in when they become their own boss. And I basically looked at it and thought and said, wow, okay, hours and hours behind the computer is the life of a female entrepreneur. And so I adopted that same schedule and mentality, but I burnt out really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I couldn't keep doing what I was doing if I was just going to keep feeling overwhelmed and overworked and honestly, just over everything. And I knew I needed to change my ways and fast. And so I actually went back to my roots, I guess you could say, um, and that I started using a planner again and I created all sorts of systems and processes and routines for my inbox and my blog and my social media and so much more. And I just started to plan and schedule and organize and color code and just really use my time wisely again. And, um, and it was kind of during that time um, that I started to get emails um, with compliments about this process or how organized I was and how easy, you know, uh, submitting a wedding to me was through my blog. Um, and just like questions about like what tools I used and how I managed to get so much done every day. And that's when it kind of clicked with me that I was like, wait a minute, I have something that I could share. I have something that I could teach. This is something that people struggle with other women, you know, just like me, but they struggle with this. Um, and so I decided to shut down my wedding blog in March of 2017 and I launched the productivity zone three months later in June. And honestly, no less than 30 days later, I had a traumatic health event Mm -hmm. that basically took me off the radar for about three months, which is something I definitely don't recommend when you're launching a new business, but this was totally out of my control. Um, And it was a very, I had a very hard recovery. um, And I remember sitting there in kind of like the darkest days of the recovery and just kind of sitting there and going, I just shut down a business and I'm starting a new one. Am I going to be able to do this? How am I going to do this? And it was, it took a moment, but I really kind of um, had a, you know, one of those just kind of light bulb moments that I was like, hang on, I have all of these systems in place. I have all of these automations and I know how to do this. And the systems are what creates the foundation, I believe, for any business so that it can um, be tweaked as you and your business grows. So I was just like, you know what, I have all the systems in place and my goal can stay the same. It was just the plan that had to change. So um, I just kind of tweaked my business plan, then coming back into um, kind of life and business in 2018. And here we are now today. Wow. What a journey for you. And and, (laughs) and how neat to persevere and kind of overcome, you know, what could have been perceived as good excuses to give up. Yes. Yep. And I'll tell you, there were days that I thought I wasn't going to be able to do what I'm doing now but um and it's just and it's one of those things that I've always kind of since I got away from the wedding blog and gotten into the productivity helping women take back control of their day and their time and their schedule is what fires me up because it is totally possible your business does not have to take over your life and if that's how you're feeling now there are ways to 
change that. Oh, and, I, and that's and I, kind of my mission. And I think that even applies to men as well. I, I know that that absolutely focuses females, but I could see how yep. <laughs> a lot of men are in that burnout kind of phase too, or just absolutely. not having a good balance between work and home. And um, yeah, for sure. You know, one of, one of the things that I've struggled with, and I, I have so many questions for you, but um, is <laughs> the idea that I have to do it all because nobody's going to do it as well as me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that gets me, or, or I'm cheating if I'm using a system um, to, to grow my social media or something like that. And mm-hmm. more recently, I've started to realize that, no, that frees me up for space to like, to, to produce better content or to put my efforts where they're best used. But exactly. But what do you think about that? I mean, is, is it cheating to use systems? Is it, um, you know, is it, is it not going to produce as good of a quality of work as, as you could do if you're, you know, relying on someone or something else? So as long as the only way that you would be cheating is if you're buying bots or buying traffic or buying comments. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, uh, that I believe is the only way that that, if you're using a system, that that's the only way that can be considered cheating. Um, as far as anything that can free up your time, that can help you do something better, faster, easier, even if you can make it funner. I don't even think that's a word, but I use it all the time. Um, <laughs> because if there's a way to do business and life that makes it easier and better and more efficient and yes, funner, why not do it? Why are you putting yourself you know, kind of why, why have terrible days? Why have days where you're kicking yourself at the end and going, Oh, I didn't get this done. And Oh, I should have done that. And, um, when you can set up, you know, like even like, let's talk for social media for a moment, um, that I have, I use uh, co-schedule. They have a great, um, part of their app called Riku, which allows you to, um, it kind of repopulates and reshares all of your content. And while it took me about two weeks to set up all of the groups that all of like the message groups that I have on there, everything now is evergreen and it's automatic so that I have a presence on Facebook and Twitter, which is, I get a lot of traffic from both places, but it's not enough traffic that I want to spend all of my actual time there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, but being able to load up these personal messages that lead people to my opt-ins, to my freebies, to my blog posts, to my services or to my shop that's launching in August allows me to continue to create the content that people want to get to that I'm just setting up messages that are just helping people get to those things. Um, So, and that just really frees up time and that's not cheating. That's just making it easier on yourself. That's making it better. And it's creating that automatic, consistent um, presence and traffic even to your site and to your services and then having those turnover into sales and all of that. Um, Yeah, I say, why not do it? And so what if you're the kind of person who is afraid to ask for help? What if you're the kind of person who, you know, just believes that like you signed up to do this and so you've got to do it all on your own? Um, so I'm definitely a person that I don't like to ask for help until I have to. So, (laughs) um, but it's one of those things that if I can do it, I'm going to give it the good old college try just because I also like to learn things. And if it's something that I can learn and then I can also create a system or a process that then I can share with my students or my clients, I'm going to do that. But if it's something that just totally blows my brain to pieces, then I'm going to outsource that out. Like setting up convert kit was 
way, way too much the back end I couldn't even deal with it and I outsourced it mm-hmm. and I think I spent about a day on that before I was like I need help I can't do it I'm done <laughs> yeah yep. um, you know and if it's something that you're struggling with that you're hitting that brick wall um, that you just it's just not in your wheelhouse it is okay to say you know just take a step back and go you know what this is going to cost me so much more time and so much energy And if I could be doing the things that are actually in my genius zone and giving the thing that's making my brain blow up to somebody else that can do that so much better that that's their genius zone, then it's kind I feel like that's kind of like the business circle of life almost. I like Um, that. that The genius zone. I like that. Yes. (laughs) Um, So that if you can stay in your genius zone and then, you know, outsource, like I said, the thing that's making your brain blow up to somebody that that whatever that thing is that's causing you to, you know, be stressed and can't figure it out and just hitting that brick wall, you can give it to somebody that's their genius zone. That's just the business circle of life continuing on and on and on. It's funny because I, uh, I live in this space of like, um, battling myself. I think a lot of times, like I, I will feel, um, like I, I consider myself to be a type A, very organized person, but then there's this mm-hmm. other part of me that is like this free spirit that just wants to roll with it when it happens and not be so plannery. And, um, so I'm kind of always in this like battle zone of like your creativity comes somewhere in between these two polar opposites. Um, what, what advice do you have for people who maybe aren't super organized or super perfectionistic? So I think that you can still be, that you can be creative and still have a plan. There's absolutely no reason that you have to be winging it when you can plan it. Um, And I believe that being prepared and having a plan helps you to be, to live a more stress-free life and to have a more stress-free business and being prepared and stress-free is honestly my favorite way to be. Um, And that's what something that I, teach and try to instill in anybody that comes across my website, my blog, um, anything like that. And I think there's a, there's a huge misconception between organization is perfection. And I don't believe that that's the case at all. Organization is something that frees up your time and allows you to make time for other things because you're not trying to find something. You're not trying to figure something out when, you know, it's kind of like, I always tell people that um, setting up your to-do list and your schedule the night before allows you to hit the ground running in the morning instead of kind of getting to your desk in the morning with your cup of coffee and going, Hmm, what should I work on today? And then getting sucked into your inbox or pulled into the social media black hole. Um, it allow that organization, that planning, that preparation is not about perfection. It's about helping you move through your day seamlessly without stress and to actually get the important things done and to make sure that you have time for all the important things, whether that's business or life or both. Um, so I think trying to separate the organization from the perfection. Perfection is something that I think of so many of us in the creative industry struggle with. Um, I know I do myself, but I really try to strive for progress and for done well is better than perfect um, because perfect really doesn't exist and you're going to burn yourself out really fast if that's what you're constantly striving for. I like that. I see it. And my, I, the way that I kind of operate is like my house, everything has a place, everything is very organized, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the perfectionistic piece, um, I'm kind of like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't, I mean, um, it, it shoots me in the foot a lot of times, yeah. I think, because 
you know, I am submitting things that, man, if I'd done a proofread or if I'd taken that extra time and I opted to do something else because I am kind of almost moving too fast because I do Mm -hmm. have so much on my plate. Um, how, how do you slow yourself down, uh, when you need to be mindful of like that perfectionism or that second proofread or something like that? I think the biggest thing is having a system or some kind of workflow or process. And I believe that you can have a system, a workflow, a routine, or a process for just about everything, um, in your life and business. And that even if it's something like, I always tell people when they're creating a system, a lot of times we sit there and we go, oh, I'm putting up a blog post. Oh, I could do this in my sleep. And yet how many times have even you run across a blog post where a link to the product they're talking about doesn't link to the correct thing or even an email, like a newsletter that you get from somebody and it's announcing, you know, this launch of this course or a product or something like that. And you go to click the link and it doesn't work. And about 15 minutes later, you get the email that says, oops, sorry, the link didn't work. Uh Um, You know, and you actually miss out on sales because of that, because some people won't take the time to email you and say, Hey, the link doesn't work. Can I have the right one? You know, people will just click off and leave because the, um, the, uh, what, what is that called? The, just your, your focus, people's focus is like 0.2 seconds. Right. So if like, you don't have that thing like available when they click on it, they're gone. You've right. lost them. Right. Um, so that really taking the time just to make sure, like I have a blog post process that I go through every single time. Literally, I could do this in my sleep probably, but I check it. I check things off every single time I do a blog post to make sure I've got all the images in the right places. I've got all the alt text correct for when somebody pins it from my site. I've got all of the links and they link to the right thing and they open in a new page and just all of those things that they seem so minuscule, but can be so detrimental if you forget to do it mm-hmm. or you mistake or you kind of, you know, misstep or mistake something. Um, so that having those processes set aside and even those routines, you know, um, people talk about, you know, the routines when you're trying to get your kids out of the house and you have to get somewhere and all of these things. And it's like, what could I always say to, um, my clients and my students to say, to stop and say, and ask yourself, what could I have done that would make this, that would have made this better, would have made this easier um, and not so hard. And that's the thing about all of these things when you're dealing with making sure that you're getting all those steps and doing all the right things and making sure you're getting all the things done is to have a checklist. And that's the best way to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yep. I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I want to, I want to reflect and chat for a minute on systems and processes. And one of the things my husband always says is it takes good input to get good output. And I wonder like, you know, sometimes it seems exhausting to put in all that pre-work and it almost like what, at what point is it, a time waster to sit there and put in all that pre-work if that if is do you do you agree with that do you disagree with that like people can get crazy with their color coding and their journaling and then they're not even looking at the journal on a daily basis <laughs> you, you can absolutely and I've, I've always believed in keeping things super simple um in fact you remember that what is that old saying that it's like it's kiss keep it simple stupid um I'm a big fan of that that however And again, like I said, I believe that systems are the foundation and the backbone to success for your business because they are the foundations that can be tweaked and built upon and changed as you and your business grows. And so that having those is what keeps you prepared and stress-free 
and making sure that you are being the best business owner, the best mother, the best wife, the best all around human being and woman that you possibly can be. And so that there, it does take time to set up systems. I'm not going to lie about that. Some are quicker than others. Um, some you have to kind of sit with and play with for, you know, even a couple of weeks until you tweak it enough to go like, oh, I've nailed it now. Like this is perfect. And it, you might only have it perfect for a specific season. Um, you know, that um, you might only have it for when you're single and not married. And then that system might have to be tweaked when you do get married and tweaked again when you then have kids. Um, but that's the beauty of creating those systems initially is that you have that foundation to build upon. Um, and it does take time. And that's actually one thing that I am looking to kind of circumvent in a way with my system shop that's launching in August is that I'm taking a lot of all of well, all of the systems that I've used over the years from my wedding blog to now for your inbox and social media and your blog and even just day to day scheduling and um, you know, get it, making sure that you can have a fresh start as many times as possible with your month and your week and your quarter, um, that I'm kind of taking out all of that extra time of you kind of figuring it out and not sure where to start or how to get going, um, that I'm going to give you that step-by-step -step and those templates to really kind of cut out a lot of that initial time frame, and that you can then just kind of customize it for yourself. Mm, okay. I like that. I like that idea a lot. So kind of along those lines, what are your top three pieces of advice or tips and tricks that, you know, you recommend for women who are like, yeah, I need more of this, but I just don't even know how to get started. So your first, my first thing, and this is something that I talk about a lot, um, is that your to-do list is not your wish list. I see so many people. And I mean, just in the last week alone, I think I've seen 12 posts on Instagram of just women saying, oh, I have a, you know, mile long to-do list today and it'll probably be like two miles by the time the day is done. And I just want to like grab them by the shoulders and go, your to-do list is not your wish list. Stop setting yourself up to fail before you've even begun. Um, science, science actually in studies show that we can only actually get about three main tasks done each day. And a lot of the times I will have my clients take a look at their to-do lists for the day and I'll go, okay, or for the, you know, for the previous day kind of thing and go, okay, so how long was your to-do list and how many things did you actually get done? And many times it's, they got three things done and the rest of the list is still sitting there. Mm. And I don't know about you, but when I don't finish a to-do list, I kick myself for like the whole rest of the evening. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause it's just, you, you can't focus, you can, you can't see you see more of the negative than you do the positive so that you're looking at all of the things that didn't get checked off versus the things that did. So that when you're looking at a to-do list at the end of the day and going, gosh, I don't know where the day went. This to-do list is just as long as it was this morning, if not longer, you've, you've got a brain dump there. You need to actually spread that out throughout the week. So to really kind of um, stay focused and productive each day is to really break down your to-do list and never work from a brain dump as your to-do list for the day. Really have that, have your main brain dump, feed your to-do list for the week and actually celebrate at the end of the day so that you can say like, hey, I kicked butt today. I got all three things that I wanted to get done instead of saying, oh, I didn't get anything done today. There's I, a big difference between the two. <laughs> I totally love that. And that is definitely one of the things I, I promote to 
mostly it's moms that, that um, in my psychotherapy practice that come in and are like, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. I've got all this stuff to do. And I'm like, really, what do you have to do in one day though? Let's break it down. Let's, let's, um, let's look at the little mini wins that we can insert there. I love that too. When, um, when it comes to kids, you know, I know I don't tell my son to go clean his room anymore. I don't do that. I say, Hey, can you go to your room and pick up the Legos and put away your shoes and make the bed? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, let's be exactly. real specific. These are the three exactly. things. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And I bet you he'll feel a lot better about the fact that he got the three things done that mom said instead of clean your whole room, which is just like, it's looking at the big pizza instead of the piece of the pie kind of thing, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so how do people break down their list like that? Is there a, like a strategy that you recommend? Um, my favorite thing to do is that particularly if you're looking at like, let's say you're the week coming, um, I like to suggest that people actually take no more than an hour on Sundays. And the reason I say Sundays is because if you do it on Friday and you're probably going to forget all the things that you wrote down and you'll have to spend time on Monday kind of getting reacquainted with what you wrote down for your schedule for the week. Um, And if you do it on Monday, you're still wasting precious time when you could have hit the ground running first thing in the morning onto that first task of the day. Um, So I suggest spending no more than like an hour on Sunday um, and just kind of looking at your calendar first um, where you have appointments and meetings scheduled or deadlines, anything with, you know, a specific date and time should get added, I believe, to your brain dump first, because those things are priority. They have a date, they have a time, you might have to get, you know, something to someone, or you're meeting somebody for something, or you have an appointment, um, so that those things become priority. Um, And then to, you know, look at your projects that you're working on for the month or for that week, and start jotting down your tasks and breaking those projects down into actionable steps. Um, And then scheduling, um, taking the time to like, look at your whole week and scheduling those things out. And I also recommend taking those priority tasks, again, anything that has a scheduled date and time over onto the days of the week first, because that's where you can determine, oh, I have a doctor's appointment on Tuesday at 930, but it takes me an hour to get there with traffic. So I need to make sure I leave at 830. And then I usually have to wait there for a half an hour. So it helps you kind of figure out how much time you're actually going to need for that doctor's appointment so that you're not scheduling something else like a task that you need to work on when you're still going to be technically in the car driving home from that appointment. Um, so what, so that... about, what about scheduling? I mean, I like to do, we have a, where we live is rural. So we have a lot of drive time like that to doctors and stuff yep. like that. I like, <laughs> I, to, I like to schedule my, my things that I need to take care of as far as phone calls to follow up with the plumber or whatever during that time. Do you recommend multitasking that way? That way? Yes. Um, if you, if you can, you know, make phone calls in the car, and like you said, follow up with the plumber or make your, you know, a, a haircut appointment or even schedule another doctor's appointment or anything like that. Um, if you can do that in the car, that's a great way to kind of pass that extra time or that, you know, just time where you're just kind of sitting there. I also recommend that if you're a big audiobook person or you like to listen to podcasts, um, that that's a great time to do that too, so that you're not, because if you're trying to work and listen to like, let's say a business podcast and learn something, either your work is going to suffer or you're not going to fully get the impact from that podcast. So being able to like listen to that while you're on the road is a great way to multitask, but like trying to learn something and also work at the same time is not going to go over so well. Your brain can only do so many things. Your brain actually is not made to multitask. Um, So that being a focusing on, I think they call it now solo tasking, 
um, to really make sure you're focusing on one thing. But yeah, if you're in the car and you can, you know, make appointments and do the, and, you know, even call people back, um, you know, if your mom wants to talk then or your best friend or something like that, that's a great time to utilize that time a little bit better. I, Unless of course you like silent car rides. Every once in a while, I need a car, silent car ride too. So. <laughs> little mini vacation in the car. Yep. <laughs> Um, I, you know, it's funny cause I have people in my life say, oh my gosh, you're so great at multitasking. You get so much done. And then, uh, my husband's always like, you're the worst multitasker on the face of the earth. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and it's true. It's like, I even find myself, I have to check myself and be like, okay, I'm trying to do too many tasks right now. And none yep. of them is actually getting completed or I'm going to or done well something up because I'm not exactly yeah I can't balance my checkbook and build a Lego set at the same time (laughs) exactly yep yep for sure a lot of people do there are just things on the to-do list that you just hate and so you just kind of keep pushing them down or procrastinate on them you know you, you're just like oh get to that one or something easily takes priority even though it shouldn't probably because you mm-hmm. don't want to do the other thing what do you recommend for that um a couple of things the first thing is to really kind of really kind of reach it within yourself and ask yourself why am I avoiding this are you avoiding it because you just don't like doing it Are you avoiding it because you don't know how to do it? Are you avoiding it because it takes too much time? Are you avoiding it because X, Y, Z, whatever the, whatever the reason is to figure out really why you're avoiding it. Um, And then to really figure out, is there a way that I could make this easier or more efficient Um, because it takes too much dang time otherwise. And that, and if it, if that's the answer to that question that I would say, figure out a system, figure out a way if there's a way to automate that um, or anything um, like that. If it's something that you don't know how to do, maybe it's time to figure out how you could outsource that to someone else. Like um, even like bookkeeping, bookkeeping is a big one that people don't like to do and they will avoid that like the plague. Um, yep. <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm the daughter of tax accountants. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but even I don't do my own bookkeeping market. I get that, that my parents do that, <laughs> you know, um, that's one. And I mean, I always tease them too, because they didn't give me any math genes and that's their fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, but figure out, figure out why you are procrastinating it. And if it's honestly just because you're like, I just don't want to do it, I'm tired or whatever, my best advice is to glue your butt to the chair. And I mean that figuratively, not literally. Um, <laughs> and to just start and do the thing for five minutes and literally tell yourself, I am doing this for five minutes. Set a timer and just start. And I mean, just jump into it. Just start doing it for five minutes. And I would say probably 95% of the time, if, if not 97% of the time, those five minutes will go by really fast and you'll get into a, a, into a groove and into the zone that you'll actually be able to keep going because then you'll be like, well, wait a minute. I actually, five minutes is actually a lot of time. If you think about it, if you ever sit in like complete and total silence and do nothing for five minutes, you'll realize how long (laughs) that period of that time is. Yep. 
Um, and that when you can just kind of sit down and just say, I'm doing this for five minutes, you'll get into that groove and get into that zone. And by the time your timer goes off, you'll be like, oh, well, crap, now I can finish it. I'm like, you know, I'm almost, part, there. I'm like, I'm almost there. I can do this now. And you'll just turn off the timer. And before you know it, the thing is done. Um, so that's kind of one of my favorite ways to do that. And I do that with myself all the time, even if I'm just feeling tired or just kind of, you know, we all get that way, especially like that afternoon schlump kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes. And it, it, the other thing too, is to really kind of figure out when your high productivity times are and when your low productivity times are and being able to schedule your day based around that. And that comes down to time tracking as well. Um, so being able to track your time and know, oh, you know what, I'm really productive between the hours of eight and 12. And then between the hours of 12 and two, I'm kind of meh, kind of, you know, low on, low on energy. You might need a 20 minute nap or, you know, it's a great time to maybe run errands and then come back and get another, you know, two hours of work done or anything like that to really kind of figure out um, your zones during the day. That's interesting. Cause I've, I've learned that even with podcasting, um, when I podcast with my, my co-host, I cannot mm-hmm. podcast with her in the morning. It just isn't, my brain just isn't working in that creative mode. I always right. have to podcast with her late afternoon, but when I'm podcasting mm-hmm. with guests, it's the exact opposite. I prefer so to funny. have my guests in the morning, like before two o'clock, mm-hmm. um, you know, otherwise I find myself kind of draggy assy or zoning out right. when they're talking <laughs> right (laughs) and you don't want that (laughs) so but but that's not true for everything you know like there's different things that like when I'm writing for um because I write a lot of books and Mm -hmm. I'm much better in the evening with when Mm -hmm. I can just sit down and start tapping away on the computer or on a weekend than in the morning but with work-related stuff uh, newsletters Instagram things first thing in the morning get it out get it done you know Yep. And I mean, and that's the thing is that everybody has different, um, kind of their productivity levels are different during the day. So that it's really kind of making sure that you are in tune with yourself and paying attention to yourself. Um, because if you're trying to force something, it's not going to work. Have you ever tried to force you know, a round peg into a square hole? It doesn't work. Um, (laughs) um, so it's kind of to think about that with your productivity, that if you're just not in, a blog post writing mood right away when you get up in the morning, then don't do that at nine o'clock. Then don't schedule that for nine o'clock in the morning. Schedule that for if you, if one o'clock in the afternoon, if that's then when you have that energy and that creativity. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed too, is it's also dependent on the people who are around me at certain times of the day. So mm-hmm. you know, when my husband is around, I'm able to do more technical things like fold the laundry, ch- clean the chicken coop, because he's talking to me and it's, and it's requiring a different type of my mind um, mm-hmm. than when I'm alone and I can just completely let my mind dive into something, you know, so tedious right. type tasks, I usually do what, what the ones I can multitask talking to someone while folding laundry or stuff like that. Exactly. Yep. For sure. So uh, the, the big thing that I often hear is um, the, the battle between putting scheduling things into your phone with alerts and reminders versus having an actual planner what what do you think about that so I actually I'm a digital and paper hybrid um I use both and (laughs) (laughs) that's what I call myself a digital and paper hybrid um so that when it comes to a digital calendar 
I am not a fan of writing every last little thing into your digital calendar so that you have a bazillion boxes on any given day. Or when you look at like even like the weekly or the monthly view, there's just all of these colored boxes that are just kind of choking everything up and you can't see white space to save your life. Um, I find that particularly overwhelming. And when I have, uh, you know, kind of coached my students or my clients into uh kind of toning that down and really kind of zone or kind of uh, working your digital calendar into literally being a breakdown of projects. That's how I break down my projects to, you know, I like to break down projects into actionable steps and tasks and that kind of thing. So being able to break it down and say, oh, I want to get this done in 14 days. So I break that down on the digital calendar. And then anything that has a scheduled date and time. So any, any meetings, appointments, deadlines, anything like that, all gets put into my digital calendar. So that really kind of minimizes how many things are on the digital calendar. And then um, each night um, before I wrap up my day, I take a look at the calendar and I take a look at my weekly layout, which I actually do in Trello. Um, and I'll actually time block all of my tasks and anything like a meeting or a deadline or anything like that um, into my day is that I write it into my simplified planner. I, I like to use my phone to alert me for things that I necessarily would not remember, like call the plumber about whatever, um, mm -hmm. and, and just kind of set it at a time where I know I'm probably not going to have a lot going on and I can probably pick up the phone and, and do that while doing something else like 10 o'clock or something like that. Yep. Um, so long as I don't have a podcast scheduled at that time or a meeting or something right. like that. What do you, right. what do you think about, about using your phone in that way to set alerts for things that maybe absolutely, are absolutely because a paper planner isn't going to send you an alert or tap you on the shoulder and be like, Hey, don't forget to do this. Or, Hey, you need to leave for that dentist appointment now because it's going to take you a half hour to get there. Right. Um, and I don't know about you, but I can get so wrapped up yep. into a task that I'm working on that yep. all of a sudden I'll look up and it's like, Holy crap, it's four o'clock. And the last time I looked, it was one. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. So being able to have, you know, those reminders set up, like I even have, I use the reminders app on my iPhone a lot, um, which is like, nobody uses that app. And I don't know why, because it's awesome. Um, I don't like, even, I didn't I even know there was one. I just used the, there's I a just... reminders app. What? <laughs> and, what, what was really funny, I deleted it by accident. And I heard somebody talk about it on Instagram. I think it was Emily Lay. And she was like, oh, did you know that there's this app called Reminders on your phone? And I was like, what? And I actually had to go into iTunes and re-download it because I deleted it. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> um, going to start but... searching around on my phone as soon as we hang up. <laughs> um, but I use that to like even remind myself to take vitamins or yeah. to, you know, if you have to take medication at like a certain time of day, you can set it for that. Or even if like, you know, you need to remind yourself to give um, your son allergy medication or an inhaler or anything like that. Or if you're on antibiotics, it's a great way to set a reminder for like two weeks to be like, oh. Hey, you need to take this at 10 and two. Um, oh. Or like I have to give, yeah, this is probably TMI, but I have to give the cat's hairball medication. So right. I set that up, you know, to remind myself because otherwise they're not going to get it. I'm not going to remember. And then there's going to be a problem. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, the reminders app is such a, it's such an underutilized app, but it's so awesome because you can just set up all kinds of reminders. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to have to check that out. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I always just use the calendar function and set an alert at the time of yep. the event or whatever. I'm going to look yep. at that reminders thing for sure. Although and it's like you can set up me a year from now to about something I, you know, knowing me, I'd screw something up. Doing it. <laughs> you can set it up to like, have it just like a one-time reminder, or then you can set it up to be like a consistent, constant reminder and that kind of thing. So 
cool. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> people have this idea and this, this is real specific towards, um, towards maybe women who are starting out. Cause I, I see this a lot with, um, clients that ha- are blossoming with a new business or whatever. What do you think mm-hmm. about the idea of faking it till you make it like, you know, putting, putting, showing yourself in the best light is how I might phrase it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, like building yourself up in a way that, that demonstrates your confidence or something like that. What do you think about that? Um, I think there's, I think it's six of one and half a dozen of another, to be perfectly honest. Um, a lot of the times I think it, the fake it till you make it can be misconstrued and that it can almost then be detrimental because you're faking it so much, but then you're not actually following through or taking the steps to actually get yourself there. You're just kind of pretending you are, but at the, at the end of the day, you're not there. And that actually makes you feel worse about yourself and the position you're in. Mm. Um, so I think, ta- I think, you know, to some extent, like even for me, I get really nervous before speaking engagements or even podcast interviews. And, you know, so I do some things to kind of pump myself up ahead of time, um, you know, and to even do affirmations and that kind of thing. And, you know, to kind of, you know, boosting yourself up is one thing, but faking it to the detriment of your, you know, feeling about yourself or feeling about your business or your life, um, or even, you know, falling into the comparison trap can lead you into that too, with the whole faking it till you make it. Um, so I think it's definitely, you can do it a little bit, but don't do it so much that it winds up being a detriment and instead focus on the actual action of getting to that place where you want to be. I really like that. because uh, I, I do, I think that there, you know, like what you talked about as uh, almost, it can be a detriment and it can almost sink your confidence that you're not maybe doing the things that you had hoped or that you kind of convinced yourself you were capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, so what about you recently went on vacation? I remember seeing your, yep. your posts on Instagram and, um, you know, I, what I found delightful about that was the way that you went on vacation as a productivity person. <laughs> so what, what, do you, what advice do you have for people who are burnt out? Um, is when you're burnt out, if you're heading in that direction, or if you're already there, um, you need to take a step back. You need to take even some time away from all of the things um, that are burning you out, whether that's life and business and really kind of to, to really figure out Again, it's asking yourself those questions to go, okay, how did I get to this point? How did, you know, how am I feeling? What am I, what am I feeling about my business? What am I feeling about my life? What's stressing me out? What's, what's making my days really hard? What's, um, you know, just what, and what can I do to make those things better? Um, and whether that's for your business or for your life. So for your life, if you're struggling with, um, you know, maintaining the house, getting groceries, getting, you know, making sure dinner is on the table at six o'clock, meal prepping, meal planning, all of those things. Um, There's so many things out there these days that we didn't have 10 years ago and even longer ago. Um, But, you know, there's grocery delivery services now that I know so many, um, even just bloggers and a lot of even the um, creatives that I follow, they're all like hopping on the grocery delivery or even um, like a meal, like a one of those meal kit delivery things, just to make some days of the week easier, or that um, you know, just to make even 
you know, grocery delivery or even grocery pickup. They can just dump everything in your car. You can just drive up. So I, um, I've been doing the e-cart since my son was born. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and See? I, the first time I did it, I really felt like I was cheating, you know, like not going. No. But the time prior to that, I'd been through the store. He was like three months old. And he mm-hmm. had a complete diaper blowout. I had a full oh. two carts full of groceries. Oh, and no. I just started crying in the middle of the oh. store. You know, the manager actually came up to me. He was um, at the check near the checkout because I said to uh-huh. the lady, I said, oh, my God, I, you know, can I please leave these carts here for a second? And and the manager actually said, um, it's OK, we'll go ahead and keep everything cold for you. Take your time. You know, and he was yep. just so calm and then he said did you know that we have an e-cart service (laughs) and I was like what this was eight years ago and right. um, oh that was eight wow yeah we, we just started getting that We're, we must be more rural than you because we just started getting it around here yeah yeah so it was eight <laughs> years ago and I I remember rolling up and going is this a for real thing and sure right. enough and, and but then it at first it was because I had an infant and it was just too difficult to get mm-hmm. all of the shopping done and I would just sure. go for the produce and just get the produce you know because I didn't want them right. to pick my produce now it's like why would I ever <laughs> you know waste this time when it's four dollars and 99 cents and I can, and I actually save money too because I can see what's happening in my cart online right and I, yep. I do and that's to- just it that's a system now that you have that you're like I don't know how I ever lived without that right and some days I feel like I'm cheating but then you know but I still do go to the store for fun shopping like when I want right. to go for a party that we're doing or something but it's on right. my terms. <laughs> right. Yep. So that it, when it's like a system that it's like every week and you're like, you know what, I'd rather spend the time, you know, to go to the movies with your, with your son or go to the park or anything like that. And that you can have, then you can pick up the groceries on your way home instead of spending so that you actually spent quality time with your son versus spending probably a stressful time in the grocery store. So, so that, that made that so much easier for you. And it freed up so much time that you're just like, I'm not, not doing that. I have to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and it's like, if you can find things for that, for your life and for your business, like scheduling social media or anything like that, finding those things and figuring out, um, you know, what would kind of give you back your time is the key. Yeah. And if you can find all of those things to do that, and then you can really focus in on your genius zone. That's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not cheating. That's angel singing. That's that's a beautiful thing. And why not do that? So you're, you're making me feel good inside because last week <laughs> I uh, had a cancellation for a podcast that was, we were going to record on Tuesday. I don't usually cut it that close. And we were going to publish uh-huh. on Wednesday and they had an emergency, so they couldn't record till Friday. And so uh-huh. I was sitting in Nashville on vacation and I'm like, I have two choices. I can force out a podcast here and talk about a book or something that I've recently, you know, I, I was, I've been wanting to do Rachel Hollis's girl, wash your face and um, girl Mm -hmm. stop apologizing. And I'm like, or I can just really enjoy being on vacation and use this as a reset and not have a podcast this week. And I opted for that. And then I kind of had this sense of like, Oh God, I can't get that week back, you know? But, right. but then all that I gained by being fully present on vacation and really not feeling burnt out, you know, even though we're, we were only, you know, it's not like I had 500 podcast episodes and deserved a break, but I guess I gave myself permission and I struggle with mm-hmm. that. And I think a lot of women probably do struggle with that. Like, 
I do, I would rather play with my son than go do this laundry or, or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what, what, is, what do you suggest for that, for, for the beating yourself up when you don't get something done or for choosing something that maybe is a little more fun? Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I always say too, is that you have to give yourself some grace. Um, and that it's all about figuring out what you want most and what the return on investment is for your life, for your time, for your sanity, for, you know, just your all around lifestyle. Um, and if, you know, spending time with your, let's say your sick kid is more important than writing a blog post that, that, you know, when you weigh those two things, if you're, if you're stuck, if you're kind of like put in that position, you want to spend, you want to take care of your son. You want to take care of the, you know, the little one that's sick, take him to the doctor, you know, cuddle him on the couch and all of those things. Um, and that you can either try to, you know, squeeze in some time later, maybe while he's asleep that you can go, okay, I'm going to at least try to get something done. And if you can even just get one thing done, I struggle with um, some chronic health issues so that oftentimes there's where I'm just like, Ugh, I'm just not feeling it. And I just can't get all the things done that are on my list today that I'll go, maybe I can get one thing done. And if you can get one thing done, then awesome. Great. High five. You did great today. That's, and that's if the rest win. of the day, that's your win. And if, you know, and if taking care of yourself is then the, the taking care of yourself because you are your business is the number one priority and really making sure you know what your priorities are so that, you know, you're a priority, your family is a priority so that, you know, if your son is sick, he takes precedence over everything else, anything can be rescheduled and anything and everything will still get done. You have plenty of time. You just have to choose how you spend it. Mm, I like that. I, it's funny because I really cautious on if I've committed to something, canceling it. Like I usually have to be pretty sick or something like that, but I do mm-hmm. find myself doing this thing, which is probably not so good of like, I do this and I do this and I do all of this. So I deserve this break. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. That's necessarily so great either. Like I don't have to go in till 10 because I did this, this, and this, and this yesterday, you know, or something Mm -hmm. like that. When I well know my productivity time is nine to 10 or eight to 10 or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I I think there's maybe a fine line of giving yourself permission too often, which I don't really do, but yep. There is. And I mean, you know, when you are, when you're your own boss, you are, you are both the employee and the boss. So there, and that can be both a blessing and a curse so that, you know, you can give yourself leeway and give yourself, you know, uh, treats or allowances or anything like that. And then other times you have to be a little bit more play hardball with yourself and go, you know what you took, you played hooky on Monday. So Tuesday and Wednesday, you have to buckle down and get things done. Um, you know, or if you decide to take off a Friday, then maybe you might put in a couple of hours of work on a Saturday. Um, or when you're on vacation, I take, you know, about an hour to two, more like an hour, most of the time, just to quickly check email, make sure nothing is blown up. I make sure that my site's still working, um, check to make sure my social media posts are going out and then I'm done. And then I'm back to the beach. Um, a couple of years ago, I was working on a project so that it was kind of vacation happened in the middle so that I spent about an hour each day working on it. But I never like if somebody then said, oh, hey, we're going to go to the beach now. It was like, OK. And I was just like I would put the, you know, set my laptop aside for and I just go, I'm going to do that later. 
or I'm a, I'm an early riser so that a lot of times I'd get up really early before everybody else and get my hour of work in and then spend the rest of the day on the beach or by the pool. So there's ways to kind of give yourself allowances, but then also kind of play hardball at the same time. But if it ever comes down to like, oh, you're sick or, you know, a family emergency has come up or anything like that, or even an opportunity doesn't always have to be an emergency, but there could be this great opportunity. And you're like, heck, if I don't grab this, it's never going to come around again. You can reschedule things. There's nothing that can't be rescheduled. There's nothing that is so um, crazy emergent that it can't be put onto another day as long as you are still going to get to it and still do the work. Yeah, I like that with the, you know, with the way we are so connected 24 seven, it is it is more and more of a balance. Like, I know I try to pick vacation spots where my husband doesn't have service because he has a really (laughs) hard time disconnecting, you know? Yeah. And and my opinion is like, unless literally there's like a pump blowing up in the ocean because we he does liquid natural gas pumps and stuff it's like it's not Mm -hmm. it's it can wait it can wait three days it's not yep you're not that important like it right it's just like if you're not a doctor a police officer or a fireman or an emt there is nothing that's emergent otherwise right right but we like if something's on fire that's emergency if somebody needs an ambulance that's an emergency if somebody needs surgery, that's an emergency, but everything else, not really an emergency. <laughs> right, right. And then, so I have one last question. And I know, um, I know you've got a lot to do, but um, w- what about women who have a tough time promoting their product or, or pitching themselves or selling themselves? What do you say about that? Well, considering I'm one of those women, um, so I'm working on that every day. Um, it's, really it's just even this is just things that I've picked up on that I'm trying to implement myself is to that it's not about selling the thing it's selling what will happen because you do this so it's like I'm not selling systems I'm selling the fact that when you set up systems you will be stress-free you will have more time to do the things that you love in your life you will have more time to spend in your genius zone on your business Um, You won't have to spend hours and hours scheduling social media posts because you have this outstanding system, you know, squared away in something like a RQ. Um, So it's really kind of just figuring out what you can do to make it better and easier. Um, And also what you can, what you can say to help people is all about, it's all about feelings and the story and people want to feel the way that you feel when you're, when you're like, when you have, when you have something to teach or something to share and that you're like, look, this is what this did for me. That's what you want to focus on. Not necessarily what the thing is, if that makes sense. It does. It does. I love that. I love that just shift of perspective a little bit there to, to make uh, the value stand out rather than, you know, being afraid to sell yourself. You're selling what you're doing for other people. I love that. Right. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they sign up for your systems? Where do they go? So I, my website is theproductivityzone.com. And um, there you can find, I have two freebies available. One is my ultimate productivity toolkit. The other is a productivity affirmations mini guide. Um, and then the system shop will be launching in August. Nobody knows that yet. Um, <laughs> but that's coming in August. <laughs> Um, and right now you can sign up to be the first to hear all the news when that launches. Um, and I will be updating then adding systems templates, um, about a couple times every quarter and that kind of thing moving forward. 
Um, I also offer productivity audits and I'm on all the social media networks, but Instagram is my favorite and you can find me at the productivity zone. Oh, I love that. And I'll put all of those details in the show notes too. Awesome. Uh, there's just so much on this topic that I personally would love to dive into. With yeah. you, but, um, but I love all the tips and tricks that you've shared. And I know this has been, like I said, the, one of the biggest asks that we've had on the podcast is, is this yep. exact topic. So uh, yeah. definitely so apropos and so many people that are really needing, um, needing your services. And I think people too, that are, that are starting to realize that there is a happier way to life when there's more balance and, and more systems and more organization. So I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on, on our podcast today. And thank um, you so much for having me. We'll be in touch on uh, email and text and all that good stuff. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out our links. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.